0: this thing on? I don't care. I want him to hear. This is the pregame show. Your early morning shot of sports on 95.7 The Game. Come on! Yes,
2: sir! 20 minutes late, family. Stephen Langford in with you. Apologies for the delay. And no... I know what you're thinking, I did not wake up late, because that's always the first thought that goes into everybody's mind, but really what happened was, ten seconds prior to my show, everything froze! Everything! <laughs> so I had no idea what to do, I got my man Robin in here, Robin who works nights for our, uh, our radio cluster, he was here to save the day, didn't want to go on the air till after the national show went to break. But now we are here at 5:23 in the morning. and good morning, everybody. Hope you're having a terrific Thursday. It is Thursday, right? I, ever since I called Tuesday Wednesday, I've been flustered with all my days. So we're all good. So we're all good. Um, I do want to talk about the Warriors, though. In that loss last night, 111 to 85, well, there are a couple of things. Let's just let's just get the fun things out of the way. The cool parts of that game, not the loss, but ESPN with their all-female broadcast crew, they had uh, Beth Moens on the call along with Doris Doris Burke and Lisa Salters on ESPN, and then everyone who was running things behind the scenes. It was an all-female crew, so it was awesome that they did that. There was a moment in the game where Jonathan Kaminga is going up for free throws, and I didn't know this. About Utah, but if you miss two straight free throws, if the opposing team misses two straight free throws, then the crowd gets some free Chick Fil A. And Jonathan Kaminga had their hopes up.
1: Now Kaminga missed a free throw, and there's free chicken on the line. We have drama here at Salt Lake City in a 108-80 game. Free throws up. It's good. All oh, Kaminga denies thousands chicken in Utah. <laughs>
2: Oh, man. Oh, I, I love that deal. I love that deal. I mean, the, the, do the Sharks still do that deal where they if the, if the Sharks score four goals, then the crowd gets four free tacos at Taco Bell? I'm into that. I'm into that. But, look, last night's game, it was not good. It was not good. It was a bad matchup for the Warriors when they're without Draymond Green, Klay Thompson taking the night off. I mean, did he even travel to Utah? Clay Thompson takes the night off. I know they want to get him the rest on the first half of a back to back and they don't want to uh, they don't want to just work him to the bone, but I mean, he did have his birthday a couple of days ago, but they're back tonight against the New York Knicks. So hopefully they can come back and bounce back from that game last night, but it was just a bad matchup when they're without those guys. And I understand the jazz are without. Rudy Gobert, they've been without him for quite a few games with a calf sprain, Uh, but Hassan Whiteside had six blocks in the first half. He had 17 rebounds overall, 12 of which were defensive, 5 of which were offensive, and I wonder if when he was going to get one of those rebounds that his voice cracked just like mine did there. But Hassan Whiteside was a plus 35 on the floor yesterday, along with Jordan Clarkson. And the Warriors got off to, what, a 13-2 to lead? And then... The Jazz would answer back on a 19-5 to stretch, and the Warriors, they were knocking down a few threes here and there, but too many blocks from Hassan Whiteside, and those blocks, a lot of them translated into threes on the opposing side. I mean, they were knocking down everything. If you watch that game, and you're telling me that momentum is not a real thing, then... I don't know what you're watching because the Jazz were riding on that momentum. Everything that they were shooting, it felt like in that second quarter, they were just knocking everything down. And there was that possession. Man, There, whew, that possession was bad. There was, I think, five minutes left in the second quarter, and this just shows how badly everything was going. But Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody are on the floor and Jonathan Kaminga goes to set a screen, didn't know that the pass was going to be going back to him, hits him in the back, and then Moody would go on to pass the ball to Gary Payton the second with no time remaining at all. And as the pass was in the air, that's when the shot clock had hit. It was a shot clock violation. Sorry, it was seven minutes left in the second quarter. But it was bad, and that was just a microcosm of the entire game. Look, I'm not, I don't think it has anything to do with how the season's going. I don't think that... I'm not going to harp too much on it. I'm not going to say, oh, Moses Moody and Jonathan Kaminga aren't ready. We're not going to come to any conclusions. It was just a bad game. It was just a bad game where they're missing some of their key pieces. Kavon Looney can't do everything. I know, you want him to grab all the rebounds, and he did... Don't get me wrong, he got seven rebounds in this game, so it wasn't that bad, but it was within the first half as they played a majority of their bench guys. But I do think the one story out of this is what to expect at the deadline. Now, the deadline is today, and Steve Kerr spoke after the game, and he says he's not expecting any big deadline deal.
3: Yeah, I, I don't think anybody's expecting anything, but you never say never. I mean, I've been around long enough to know that you know things can happen, and so as a player, I was never comfortable until after the deadline ended I'm sure our guys feel the same way. It's just natural to feel that way. But, you know, we feel good about our team, 41-14, and 14, hopefully getting some guys back you know, here in the next few weeks and have a good run down the stretch and into the playoffs. So that's the plan, but we'll see how it all plays out.
2: Not expecting any big deadline moves. Now, the three players that I think we can put in that category of possibilities to be traded, I mean, you could you could throw Kaminga and Moody in there if you want, if you do believe if you're if you're the type of warrior fan that feels that they need somebody like a Miles Turner then fine you can you can you can entertain that. I'm not going to personally I don't want to get rid of those guys at all. They got so much upside uh for being 19 year olds, but JTA, Nemanja Bielitsa, they're right up there. And JTA spoke about it after the game whether he's thinking about the deadline. I mean, I think
3: that's natural. I mean, like I said, I don't really pay too much attention to that stuff, but I mean Naturally, I'm looking, checking every time I hit the, you know, on my phone. Like, am I being traded? You know, so um, at the end of the day, it's a business. And uh, there aren't too many guys that are safe. Um, And so it's natural, man. It's a part of the business, a part of the game. But I just focus on coming to work and enjoying basketball,
2: man. Now we can go back to last year to see what moves the Warriors made at the deadline. They didn't get anybody in return. But they did trade away a couple of players. And if history is going to tell us anything, I do think there's going to be a move at the deadline, but I don't know if there's going to be anything in return. And I'll explain what I mean after that, because there is a certain player that I have in mind who did not have a good game last night, and I think that this could be the one guy to go uh, this deadline. And I'll explain all that next and what the the impact can be. Plus, we will have an update on the... 2022 NBA trade deadline reporter rumble because we did have a trade that was reported yesterday we got to update the scorecards here as the deadline approaches we'll get into all that next Stephen Lightford in on the pregame show 95.7 the game
0: now back to the pregame show on 95.7 the game Here's Stephen Langford. Good morning, everybody.
2: Stephen Langford in with you. Hope you're having a great Thursday. Now, we do have an update within the NBA trade deadline reporter rumble between Adrian Woznarowski and Sham Sharania. After all the trades that were reported so far up to yesterday, we had eight trades I graded each one, 1 through 5, and right now Woj has, as I've tallied all them up, Woj has a 12.5 point lead to a 12 from Sham Sharadia, so he's only up by a half a point. And there was an update from it yesterday, there was only one trade that was made and I think there's actually one more that could be made. I don't know if if there's a if there's an announcement for James Harden and what's happening there. I think that's what those two are fighting for. I mean, whoever gets that one, I think they're going to win outright. I think they're going to win the war. I think they're going to win the 2022 NBA trade deadline reporter rumble outright. Depending on who reports this James Harden news, so a lot riding on this. And I mean, you know, you know what they'll get if they're the winner. So congratulations from me. Uh, so I do want to talk about the trade deadline for the Warriors. But just a side note, you know we we always talk about on radio. You know, do you like the Olympics? Do you hate the Olympics? What do you think? Do you like winter or summer better? And I don't really know. Like if it's on TV, I'll watch it. I'm not. It's not appointment television for me. But I do got to say, the half pipe for snowboarding, it's always entertaining. Always entertaining, and maybe that's just because um, the two, some of the two biggest stars, both male and female, within USA Olympics and Sean White and Chloe Kim. As Chloe Kim won uh, gold last night. Spoiler alert! But man, it's impressive watching uh, watching the snowboard halfpipe. It's very fun, and 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 Sean White. I mean, to qualify for the final on his first run. He missed out on a jump and, and, and slid, and you know he only got like 20 points or whatever it was. So he needed a 75 in order to make it on to the next round, and he had a, a clean run. Had a clean run, and he made it to the final, but it was exhilarating, man. It's a lot of fun. I like the snowboard halfpipe. That's just me. All right, let's get to the trade deadline, though, because last night the Warriors lose to the Jazz. I'm not going to make too much of it. Warriors already just played a back-to-back, and now they're going on a back-to-back again where they're coming back home to play the Knicks tonight. And that game against the Jazz, it was just a bad matchup. When you don't have Draymond, when Clay's taking the night off, Bialica still not playing, Otto Porter Jr. was back in the game, but he's only getting 15 minutes on the court. They're trying to ease him back in. And Kevon Looney's your only big man, while the Jazz have... Hassan Whiteside blocking everything in sight in the first half, even though they didn't have Rudy Gobert on the court. It just wasn't a good matchup for them last night. The shots weren't falling. Every time Hassan Whiteside got a block, it felt like the Jazz scored a three on the opposite end. Some uh, untimely turnovers. It was just not good. It was just not good. And eventually, by the time the the Jazz got upwards of a 30-point lead, that's when it turned into garbage time and you got guys like Kaminga and Moody that experience against uh, a good team like the Jazz. So I'm glad they got that. But one thing that's looming large is the trade deadline. And let me play this sound clip for you one more time. Steve Kerr, after the game, talking about the trade deadline.
3: Yeah, I, I don't think anybody's expecting anything, but you never say never. I mean, I've been around long enough to know that you know things can happen. And so as a player, I was never comfortable until after the deadline ended. I'm sure our guys feel the same way. It's just natural to feel that way. But, you know, we feel good about our team, 41 and 14, hopefully getting some guys back you know, here in the next few weeks and have a good run down the stretch and into the playoffs. So that's the plan, but we'll see how it all plays out.
2: And the Comcast Business Text Line at 888-957-9570. From the five one zero, just one of those games. Not worried about it. Let the Jazz enjoy a regular season win. We are forty one and fourteen. We know the ja We we know, and the Jazz know what will happen in a playoff matchup. So that's from the five one zero. From the four one five, Warriors have had trouble with big teams all year. Need a center, and then from the seven zero seven, seems that every bad shot Utah missed seems about perfectly right to a Utah player. Even the air balls, man. There's there are a couple of plays in a game that you you find and you're just like, okay, the Warriors don't have it. One of them being the the play with seven minutes left in the second quarter where Kaminga goes to set a screen and the ball was supposed to go back to him but he never turned around and the ball just hit him straight in the back and then the Warriors did get the ball back gives it to Moses Moody who's in the right corner and he still thinks there's time left on the shot clock so he passes it to Gary Payton the second who's just standing behind the three point line at the right wing maybe expecting Moody to shoot it shot clock violation Jazz come back on the other side then they get a score out of it so it's little plays like that. Steph Curry, with his patented crossover step back three pointer, as he's running the opposite way back on defense, you kind of feel like those are those are going to be makes automatically. We've we've seen so much of Steph that we kind of get a feeling that one is going to go in based on the way that he shot it, the rhythm, how he reacted after the shot. But this one was just an air ball. I, I truly, I, I I think you know which one I'm talking about if you watch the game. It looked like it was going to be going in, perfect, boom, splash. Then it was an air ball. At that point, you're just thinking, "All right, it's not the Warriors' night." But there are some players here that could be moved at the deadline, and I've been saying a lot of the uh, a lot of the time. Whenever I'm asked about the deadline, would do you expect to do you expect any trades to happen? Whatever, I would say no. But last night was yet again as the. Where was it? I want to give the want to give the proper attribution here. As the four one five put it, Warriors have had trouble with big teams all year. You need a center, and I'm in that too. I, I I do believe that. Now, are they going to trade for a center? No, I don't think they need to trade Wiseman, Kuminga, and Moody. And they're going to get Wiseman back, by the way. But I don't know what kind of wiseman we're going to be seeing i don't know how long it's going to take him to ramp back up i really my expectations are not that high for him just because and, and and i don't blame the guy i mean he's gone through some really tough times for not only in his professional career but in his college career too not playing a lot of the college season you know getting uh, testing positive for covid before the season started at his rookie year starting right off with the brooklyn nets and then ends up getting injured uh, toward the end of the season when it felt like he was really starting to get into get into the swing of things. It was after that Clippers game where Steve Kerr benched him, and then the second half he started to go off. You could see the fire there, and we started to see that fire, but then he ended up getting hurt, um, which isn't his fault. So I don't know what to expect from him, but I don't want to trade him. I do think, though, that they can get a big in the buyout market. And the way that they do that... They'd have to clear a roster spot. Now, it's not just cutting a guy. It's not just that. But you could trade away some of these dudes. Nemanja Bialica, Damian Lee, and JTA, I believe, are all candidates. However, last year, I think we can look at history, and it tells us what the Warriors could do. Now, last year, and this is from Anthony Slater. Shout-out to Anthony Slater for pointing this out. Warriors insider for 95.7 The Game. They traded Brad Wanamaker to Charlotte and an injured Marquise Chris to San Antonio, but they didn't bring back anybody. They didn't get anything in return. They just cleared those two guys so that they can make some room on the tax bill that's already, especially last year, that's already sky high. But they did end up adding Gary Payton II later in the season at the beginning of April. Now, I could see the same thing happening here. Damian Lee last night did not look good. He didn't make a shot. He was he had twenty seven minutes on the court. He was 0 of 7 overall. And this year he's been super streaky. Started it off hot. Then he was shooting twenty-one percent for a stretch of games. Lately he's been coming on in the month of January. I believe he shot forty percent uh, that month. But I could see him being a candidate there. Now how the how the buyout would work. Is you got to wait for a player to be waived from their team. Now teams have until March first to waive a player. So really, we're probably not going to be seeing anything in return for possible trades here. We could just see guys traded away for uh, you know cash considerations, just to clear up some space for that in, on that tax bill that the Warriors owe so much on. Just to clear up some space there and then wait for a player to get waived and then get him on the buyout market. Tristan Thompson's absolutely one of those guys. People are weighing in here on the text line. I'd be very interested to see that. Now, JTA, I don't know about JTA. I don't know. From the 408, Damian Lee and JTA are just not NBA-level players. So, I I, I I don't think that... I don't know about JTA, because JTA has shown that he can, he can go in flashes. He hasn't had that great of a season this year, but he's brought that energy, at least on defense and rebounding, sometimes when the Warriors really need it. But you need Damian Lee. His role on the team is to knock down those open three-pointers when guys are getting double-teamed. You know, when he's playing with Steph on the court. Damian Lee's normally open for a corner three. He's got to knock down those shots. And he hasn't really been doing it at a consistent rate this season. And they have another need. They have shooters. I think Moses Moody has proven that he can play in this league. I think Jonathan Kaminga has proven that he can play in this league. But you also need another big. You also need another big. And I'm at that point now where I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, I'm willing to get a big on the buyout market. So I think that's what's going to happen. Uh, By today's deadline, I I really—I mean—I love Damian Lee as a person. Love JTA too. Nemanja Beleita—he might fill a need that the uh, uh, for the Warriors, but also his on-court production just hasn't been that great. If I had to make like a power ranking of players on the Warriors, I'd expect to be traded to clear that room today for money. I would expect Damian Lee to be number one, JTA number two, then Nemanja Beleita number three just because you need another big body there on the court. I don't know if it's going to be all three. Hell, I don't even know if it's going to be two out of three. But I do expect at least one so that they can get a big here. It's no secret that the Warriors need some rebounding help. It's no secret. And it's not even just against you know the big teams either. Some of these other teams, they haven't been able to out-rebound, at least on the offensive end. So that's really what I'm expecting. That's what I'm expecting leading up to today for the Golden State Warriors. But last night, just not a good game overall. Let me play the highlight one more time. Jonathan Kaminga just ripping out the hearts of all the Utah Jazz fans who were expecting to get a free chicken sandwich from Chick-fil-A if he missed both free free throws.
1: Kaminga missed a free throw, and there's free chicken on the line. We have drama here at Salt Lake City in a 108-80 game free throws up. It's good. Kaminga denies thousands chicken in Utah. (laughs) It's
2: just just one of the more unexpected calls. Denies chicken for all of Utah. Uh, Shout out to Jonathan Kaminga, though, man. It was not a good game for neither him nor Moses Moody. He was a minus 29 on the floor while Moses Moody was a minus 23. Uh, Not a good night overall for them, but I'm just going to throw away that game. Just going to throw it away, put it in the trash, forget about it. And then we move on to the Knicks tonight on their second half of a back-to-back when Klay Thompson returns. From the 5 I love Damian, but he's one of the several good shooters. JTA's the definition of X-Factor. If I'm Myers, I'd part with Lee to get a big... Yeah, it's it, the shooting is not the issue. Shooting is not a problem with this Warriors team. They got guys who can shoot. Guys, you can put the ball on the floor, score off the dribble, catch and shoot threes. Andrew Wiggins is scoring threes at a rate like he's never scored them before in his career. They need another big, though. They need another big body on the floor. That's what the Jazz had last night in place of in place of Rudy Gobert, uh, and that's what uh, the Warriors do need if they're going to want to compete in the playoffs. All right. Speaking of the trade deadline, as you know, if you're an NBA fan, A lot of the names that are being thrown out in these trades, not a lot of them are very well known. You may have heard the name, but you don't really know the player. right? You know the name because maybe you've played with them on 2K every now and then, but some of these teams, it's not like we've watched these teams every night and know their value. But we do know that the two guys reporting it are Adrian Wojnarowski and Sham Sharania. Those are the two guys who are always getting out these trade reports. So yesterday debuted a new segment, the 2022 NBA trade deadline reporter Rumble. There were eight trades leading up to yesterday, and I tallied every single one between who reported it, between Shams and Woj, and I gave them a score of one through five, depending on the names in the report, how big of a deal it was, and after tallying up all the scores, Woj has a half-point lead on Shams, he has twelve and a half right now. Shams Sharania has twelve. The reason that Woj has half a point is because he followed up one of Shams' reports with the contract details. It's not that great of a report. I mean, it's, it's, the, the contracts aren't big at all. It's not like he's you know talking about max extensions here. And by the way, Woj is—I'm I'm telling you—this race to the James Harden news—it's heating up between Woj and Shams. It, Shams. Curiously, hasn't tweeted for a couple of days and Woj has been getting out all this info. I mean, as this show's been going on 15 minutes ago, ESPN sources, although Brooklyn Nets guard James Harden wants to trade to the Philadelphia 76ers, he has respect he hang on. Hang on. <laughs> he has resisted making that formal request out of fear of the public backlash that would come with asking out of a second franchise in consecutive seasons. <laughs> That's the decision that he's scared of with the public backlash? Maybe not, hey, the camera guy that's in the strip club, when you have a briefcase full of cash, maybe not get that guy out of here? You're not worried about the public backlash there? (laughs) He's worried about that? Hey, man, I don't think the narrative surrounding James Harden can get much worse. I don't know if, if, if he should resist a trade for that reason, Oh, boy. But Woj is clearly trying to be first on this Harden thing. And I feel like Shams is there to sweep the leg and report the actual trade instead of reporting the process that's getting into it. But we did have one trade yesterday. And for this, I got to bring in the wrestling announcer guy because there was one trade that was made. And it was with the team that the Warriors played last night in the Utah Jazz. So let's bring in the wrestler announcer guy with the appropriate music. Hey, Steven, I'm back. It's only been a day, wrestling announcer guy. Did you get a good night of sleep? No, I was waiting all night for trades. Didn't find any.
1: So I've been waiting for the NBA trade deadline 2022 reporter rumble because I got one for you. I didn't think I was coming back, Stephen,
2: but I'm back now. And I'm glad you're bringing a lot of energy here, wrestling announcer guy, at 5:53 in the morning. Okay. So as you know, let's get, let's fill the listeners in here, wrestling announcer guys. So I grade the trade one through five. This is the NBA trade deadline reporter rumble between Adrian Wojnarowski and Sham Sharania. And there was a trade yesterday, wrestling announcer guy. Give me the trade, and I will grade it one through five. The latest trade,
1: Steven, is from Adrian Woznarowski.
2: Oh, boy. Ooh, this could shake some things up in the standings. This could shake some things up. He already has a half-point lead over Shams, and he's got one more trade. Could this one put him over the top? Wrestling announcer guy, what do you got?
1: The Utah Jazz are acquiring Portland's Nikhil Alexander Walker, and the Spurs watch Ohernan Gomez in a three way deal. The Spurs get guard Tomas Sotorensky and a second round pick, and the Blazers get Joe Ingalls, Elijah Hughes, and a second round pick. Meanwhile, the Jazz are sending a 2022 second round pick via Memphis and the Spurs a 2027 second round pick. Sources tell ESPN.
2: Man, that was a lot of information there, Wrestling Announcer Guy. Take a playoff. Take a playoff. You don't you don't need to be in this room right now. I can see your I can see you're salivating at the mouth to get on the mic, but we don't need that. Pandemic times, wrestling announcer guy. Come on. But the Utah Jazz getting Portland's Nikhil Alexander Walker. And the Spurs' Juancho Hernan Gomez, who were already involved in a trade yesterday. And if I'm not mistaken, Woj was on the trade involving these players. But the big one here is that the Blazers are getting the now-injured Joe Ingles, Elijah Hughes, and a second-round pick. Now, I grade these based on the names that are involved, how much value they're worth this season. And for this... I mean, really, it may seem like a big deal just because it was the only trade that was reported yesterday. But when you're involving Nikhil Alexander-Walker and Wancho Hernan Gomez, I mean, I, 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 I'm not really too excited by that. The Spurs are getting Tomas Sadaransky. Okay, the Spurs season is already done. They're not going to do anything in the playoffs. And Joe Ingles just was hurt. He had a torn ACL done for the year. And so he's going to the Blazers. Wow. So the names that are involved here, they're big. But this doesn't have much of an implication on the year. I mean, is Nikhil Alexander-Walker really going to do that? Do much for the Jazz? I don't think so. I'm going to... This is tough to score. Mm. You know what? I'm going to give Woj the benefit of the doubt here because I think Shams is going to come over the top and win this one outright anyway with the big trades. There could be more made up to the deadline, more big names that are used. But you know what? I'm going to give this one a three. I'll give this one a three, simply because Joe Ingles is involved. And also he followed up with a trade that he reported earlier, so he kept up with it. I'll give him a three. I'll give him a three. What are the scores, wrestling announcer guy? You have the scores down there. In the NBA trade deadline. Reporter Rumble. Adrian Wojnarowski has 15 and a half. Sham Sharania with 12. 3.5. 3.5 points. Well, it's coming down to the wire here, folks. It's coming down to the wire here as the deadline approaches. Now I wonder who's gonna be the one to report the uh, uh, I wonder who's gonna be the one to report the Warriors upcoming trade, which I do believe is going to happen. I don't think they're gonna get anything in return. But the trade could be made, just like last season, as Anthony Slater pointed out, when they traded Brad Wanamaker to Charlotte. Marquise Chris, who was injured when they traded him, they were doing that. We always use the term clear up cap space. Well, that's not necessarily what we can use here, but they were clearing money from the tax line that the Warriors have to pay. And I wouldn't be surprised if they do that here, so that they can save some money and maybe get someone at the buyout market now again, how the buyout market works is you got to wait till a player is waived. Now teams have until March first to waive their players, and then after that, the Warriors could sign someone. So there is a trade that could be made, but there's also a possibility that they don't even get anyone in return until the second week second week of March. I, I, that's 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 really what I'm expecting here uh, for the Warriors. Four one five, damn nice guy. It's that kind of morning, huh? From the five one zero, those two players sound like luchador wrestlers. That's uh, luchador wrestlers. That's from Zuchi, Maine. How are you doing? The wacky wrestling voice and not losing your breath? Pfft, what? That's not me. Who are, are you talking about? That's a wrestling announcer guy. He went to go get some water. His voice is starting to get scratchy. It hurts. He didn't drink his tea this morning. I mean, that's his fault. He's got to be prepared. I just brought him on yesterday. He made his radio debut yesterday. So he doesn't understand the secrets to radio, which is... Drink some tea beforehand. Drink some tea beforehand. How does he not know that? I didn't tell him. Wrestling announcer guy. Unbelievable. Brings a little more energy to the show. <laughs> but the Warriors are going to be back tonight against the Knicks. They're at home on the second half of a back-to-back. So they're traveling from Utah back here to Golden State. We'll see if the Warriors can keep up that home record. Clay Thompson will be back. I'm expecting a different outcome but I also expect some players that we normally see, probably not going to see them anymore. Which is unfortunate, because I, I do like every single guy on this team. I really do, but that's just my uh, that's just my realistic opinion. One that I don't really want to give, but you kind of have to. Uh, from the 707, did wrestling announcer guy just give a shot at an uptick? Wrestling announcer guy's getting T. I don't know what's happening with him. I don't know what's happening with I don't know where he went. All right, we're coming up to the end of the show here. Bonte Hill, Joe the Butcher Boy Shasky, they're coming up next with a roast up until 9 o'clock. But stay tuned for tomorrow, because, man, wrestling announcer guy is going to be back. Woj has a 15 and a half. Has 15 and a half points on the scoreboard. Shams Sharania has 12. Can Shams overtake him? We'll find out tomorrow in the 2022 NBA trade deadline reporter rubble. But that's it for now. And as always, go sports.